0: What's up, guys? It's Mickey, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. How is my BK fam feeling this morning? I hope you guys are feeling well, doing well, and feeling great. Guess what, guess what? It's my birthday this week. woo -woo. All right, enough about me. Let's jump into this week's episode. So, last week we discussed how, when people have the opportunity to help you or to bless you, that sometimes they can take advantage of that opportunity and they can try to flex that they are in a higher position in you or flex that they have more than you at this current moment. Sometimes it may reveal a person's true intentions, how they feel about you in this season or how they could have secretly felt about you for a very, very long time. And it took being in a position where you were lower and they were quote unquote higher in a certain sense for their true character, their true intentions, their true heart posture towards you to be revealed. And I talked about how it can be frustrating to still be good to people who are mistreating you in spite of. And it's not easy. I will say that over and over. It is not easy. I'll I'll speak for myself. It's not easy for me it's not easy for me. I have to crucify my flesh daily to not want to get revenge. I have to crucify my flesh daily to not want to clap back, to not want to cuss somebody out, to not want to harm people. And I I mean, when I say not want to harm people, relax, right? Like, I'm not trying to go out and murder anybody. I have to make that clear. But even when it comes to people doing stuff to my people, like people that I just love and that I care for, that rouses me up more than doing something to me. Like mess with me, not really. But if you have to mess with somebody, mess with me. Don't mess with my people. That's like a highly important role when it comes to me, okay? And I was being mistreated Family members of mine were being mistreated, and like I said, I also know other people who were experiencing this in their own ways as well. And so they were experiencing it from other people and they were being mistreated. And it was a lot, it was a lot. And the reason I can say was, as in past tense, because I never stopped praying. Me and my family never stopped praying. And this week, I want to talk about the power of our words. We've had a whole episode discussing this before, but I don't want you guys to underestimate the complete, full power that we have and that God has blessed us with. And especially with something as simple as speaking words. I think I used to kind of downplay the power that I had in my words. Like, I've talked about this before. I would have that constant reminder like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's power in words, I know that and I would try to keep that in my head, but I didn't really realize how quickly God can move off of what you say how quickly life can either flip upside down or flip the right way, depending on what you say, how quickly the trajectory of a situation can change over the words you speak. And it goes back to emphasize why it's so important, the words that we say and how we label a season and how we label situations that we're going through or how we even speak to ourselves. You know, We always talk about, well, be kind to others, but be kind to yourself too, speak life into you they say that when you speak life to plants, right, that you, you help them grow, you help them stay alive. You don't just it's not just the water. It's also positive affirmations that you can give plants. And I have watched plants that where the owners speak life to them, give them, like, you're beautiful, you're growing, you're strong, you're flourishing. Those plants have survived a lot longer than plants that aren't getting positive affirmations. And if you compare the two to like a person, and I've seen it literally in real life where a person was watering their plants, doing everything fine. And it's not to say that the other plants, if you don't speak positive affirmations, they won't necessarily last. It's not that. However, it was a stark, difference where the the speed of growth that those plants that got positive affirmations the longevity of those plants that had positive affirmations there is power there is power in our words and i want to remind my bk fam to never forget that and to not um to not take that lightly you know to not play with it because you'll be looking up and be like oh my god i'm so broke i'm so broke and you won't see money coming to you or you'll you'll see money coming to you but it'll leave out of your hands so fast because you keep speaking brokenness over your life speak wealth over your life speak financial freedom over your life speak healing over your life speak love over your life i'm not and i'm not saying be oblivious to how you really feel or be oblivious to the reality of your situation i'm just saying you can acknowledge where you are and still not speak death over it to a point where it makes your situation worse. Does that make sense? Okay. And a scripture that came to mind is one of my favorite, as you guys know, which is Proverbs 1821. And I usually I'm like an NLT girl, but I love this specific scripture in AMP because I think AMP just paints the picture the best. So for Proverbs 1821, it says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. So, you know, when we think of fruit, we think of fruit in general or a harvest. Think of a garden, like, okay, you take the time to plant, blah, blah, blah. It grows and you bite into that fruit or something. It's like, mmm. And then if you've had a vegetable or a fruit out of a garden, it's fresh it tastes different it's better it it hasn't been tainted it hasn't been through too many hands so forth and so on so when the scripture says that death and life are in the power of the tongue literally you can speak death and watch it happen and death isn't always okay i lost my physical life death can be the death of a relationship the death of a situation the death of my mentality to even see god's light the death of the way that i view the world the death of the way that i may view myself right because you can say harsh things to yourself and be speaking death over your own self and you don't even realize because you're so accustomed to consistently speaking negativity or you're so accustomed to speaking negative over a specific situation that you don't even realize that you are killing it you are poisoning the situation yourself right even if it wanted to bloom and blossom and grow and be sweet and fresh. It wouldn't have the opportunity because you're speaking death versus speaking life. And those who love it will indulge it, right? So we're getting either one. We have the option to get life or death. And we're going to eat the fruit off of whatever we planted or off of whatever we said with the words in our mouth. And I also talked about on a couple of episodes ago, how I've had real life situations where I said, oh, this is happening, happen, or okay, this isn't gonna happen, quote unquote, and something else didn't quote unquote happen that I may have wanted to happen. And I realized like, whoa, like even some real life or death situations. And I was like, whoa, like even as a joke, I need to be careful. Like Sometimes we say things so frivolously like, um, I heard this talked about before, this is an example of, oh my God, I'm dying laughing, okay? I know we say that as a joke, and I mean it's not to be taken literal, right? However, pay attention to stuff like that, right? Or this is killing me. Oh my God, I can't take this anymore. This is killing me. And then you wonder why in your spirit, you feel like you are consistently dying, right? It may not literally physically take you out of this world, but your energy is depleted mentally, you're not there. You can feel in your soul and your spirit, like, oh, this feels heavy. This feels weighty. Because I can I can be active. I can be up in my physical body. And my spiritual self is a whole nother battle and a whole nother thing that needs proper rest. and needs proper attention and care. We must pay attention to our spiritual sides as well. I think sometimes we forget them or we ignore them or we think they're one and the same. And in a sense, Yeah, they are a part of us. However, they require different maintenance. The same maintenance that I may need to take care of this physical body that's going to rot anyways when I leave is not the same maintenance that I need to keep my spirit right, my soul right, my mental right, even if it's just my mental. If we take it as simple as the things that I need to upkeep to maintain my physical body is not the same that I need to maintain my brain, my emotions, my mental health. You know, like we must take care of our bodies. We must take care of our minds. We must take care of our spirits. Y'all know, y'all know we have talked about so many times. What is it like when your soul is tired? People can look at you. They can see you smiling. They can see you going to work. They can see you being a parent, a wife, you um, a husband, spouse, period. Like a teacher, they can see you doing your everyday activities. They can see you laughing and jumping and don't even realize that your soul is tired. And it's a different when your soul is tired. I explained this in the episode called My Soul is Tired. So if you're experiencing that, go back and listen to that episode because the way God downloaded into me and breaking it down to me about how I was feeling, I feel like He sent me through that so I could express that to you guys and have that out there so other people wouldn't feel alone. And I feel like the way he put it simply and in plain form that I feel like anybody, no matter whether male, female, no matter the race, and no matter what age you are, it can kind of break down what it feels like when your soul is tired. So if you're experiencing that, I highly encourage you to go back to listen to that episode because it was a really, really great one. And... I just think that sometimes we don't, we just don't realize the power that we have within ourselves. And we don't, we definitely don't realize the power that we have in our words. And we have that power because, because God gave us that power. Now, are we super powerful enough where we don't need God? Absolutely not. I'm not saying that at all. However, God is such a good, loving father that when he created us, he created us wonderfully made, right? And when Jesus died for us and he ascended back into heaven, guess what he left us with? He said, let me go, right? This isn't word for word of the scripture, but basically like, yo, let me go. Let me go back up to heaven. Let me be with my dad. And I promise you, like the disciples and other people around, like, especially his disciples, were like, Jesus, don't leave us. Jesus, don't leave us, how could you leave us? And he's like, look, when I leave, what you're being left with is better than me physically being here with you and i know you may not understand now but i promise you when i ascend back up to heaven to be with my father what we leave you with is even better and the gift was the holy spirit that literally is a piece of jesus inside of us it also gives us power and authority like we have authority to reign over certain territories and we have dominion and stuff over certain territories and we don't even act like it or we take it for granted that we do have the power maybe we know it maybe we know it and acknowledge it but we're like okay whatever or maybe we're using our gifts and our power for the wrong reasons right? Not for what God intended us to use it for, to love each other better, to understand each other a little more, to be better people in the world, or just get people to know him and not force Jesus down other people's throat, but just to know like, hey, when they see us, they should see God's light first. Is it going to happen every single time? Absolutely not. Does it happen every single time somebody sees me or talks to me or experiences me? No, I'm pretty sure there are plenty of people in this lifetime that could be like, that girl is a, okay? Like y'all know, y'all know what I'm saying, right? Or she is a terrible person. I don't understand what positivity y'all see in y'all. I'm not acting like I've given everybody in my life that I've encountered this wonderful magical experience and they always see Jesus when they see me. No, but do I work hard for people to see Jesus before they see me, see his light? Yeah, because when I heard it broken down this way that a lot of times the reasons that people will stop believing in God or believing in Christ, uh, believing in God or not even want to be a Christian is for the simple fact of, if this is how you act, you know, and you claim to love him, you claim to follow him, you claim to be more like him. Well, is this how Jesus acts? Or is this what I could, or maybe they do want to join. They'd be like, is this what I can get away with? And when I say join, that feels weird. I don't like saying it, joined because it's not like this this fraternity, this sorority. It's not like that. It's not like a secret club, you know, like it's not like that at all. It's simply coming into relationship with the father, coming into relationship with the one who created us. And that looks different for each and every one of us. It's not about being perfect. It's not about always getting it right. Sometimes it's just simply... Mm, taking it day by day trying to be better each day you know literally being a relationship with him learning God for yourself not just who other people who have told you God was or who you think God is and something that PD Pastor Darius Daniels from Change Church tells us all the time all the time do not put human characteristics off on Jesus Do not put human characteristics off on him because you'll be saying God is this way and that's how a human acts. That's not how God acts. His ways are above our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He is sovereign, okay? He can see beginning, middle, and end. He stands outside of time. We will never fully understand everything God does, his timing, why he aligns our life the way he does, but I promise you everything will work out the way it's supposed to. Okay. And another scripture that just came to my mind when we talk about the power that we have is this one. And this is Mark 11. And I'm reading on my little Bible app. Y'all know I usually have my chicken suit for the soul Bible, but because I'm recording in the car today, I don't feel like taking that out. So let's look at the Bible app. Mark 11. This says NIV translation. So this is when Jesus curses a fig tree and clears the temple courts. Starting with verse 12, it says, the next day as they were leaving Bethany. Jesus was hungry, seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf. He went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, it is not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. The chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him, for they feared him because the whole crowd was amazed. When evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city in the morning as they went along they saw a fig tree withered from the roots peter remembered and said to jesus rabbi look the fig tree you cursed has withered have faith in god jesus answered truly i tell you if anyone says to this mountain go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart but believes that what they say will happen it will be done for them therefore i tell you whatever you ask for in prayer believe that you have received it and it will be yours and when you stand praying if you hold anything against anyone forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you and your sins and what i love about that scripture is it's simply like a fig tree right so god quickly flexes well, Jesus quickly flexed his power and not flexed as in like, I I should say Jesus quickly showed his power because he didn't flex on people. Like it wasn't like a, ha ha, this is a prideful thing. I'm trying to prove my point. It was more so of a like, let me be a living walking example for you of how each of us should live this life, how we should go about it. Jesus felt every single emotion that any of us have felt or ever could feel. So he truly knows what it's like to be human to really walk in it so that's why when he died for us he really knew okay i know what this a human experience can feel like so when we pray to him and we think god you don't get it because you're god you don't understand but he does he does that's why he sent jesus and i'm not a preacher and i don't have the time to get in and, and break down how Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God, they're all connected into one, but yet separate. And da, 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 like it's this whole thing. And I don't want to tell you guys wrong, but just know that that's a thing. So I just love how Jesus took a simple example, right? A simple example of the fig tree and showed the power that we have. We've also heard the scripture of you only need faith the size of a mustard seed. I always encourage you guys when I say that. To go google how small a mustard seed is i could lose it right does anybody if you watch the game the ring that melanie got the second time durham proposed and it was lost at the engagement party and they could not find it and i think they said oh my god i found it this is it and they were like no that's just a sesame seed or a poppy seed or something for my breakfast this morning they were like it is bigger than that right that's what that reminds me of please go google what A mustard seed looks like that's all the faith god is asking us to have and then do you want to know a cool little secret he'll still bless us even if we don't have the faith of that size he'll still guide us right god is not judging us god is not um like a dictator. He is a good, great and loving father. And for some of us, we don't have those examples. So we think, what does that look like? How do I even know what that is like, if I haven't seen it, or I didn't experience it? That is the beauty of getting to know God for himself and getting in relationship with him for yourself. He will reveal all that to you. He'll reveal all that to you. And I think the final thing that he is wanting me to say on this episode is that, okay, so, the point of the story in the beginning was, y'all knew that last week people were trying to flex their power, blah, 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 blah. We prayed and we kept speaking out of our mouths that we would be from under their hand and that God would get us out of that situation suddenly, swiftly, quickly. I kept hearing suddenly, suddenly, suddenly. Didn't know what it was for, but he'd do it, right? He did. He did. It didn't even take a week before he got us out of that situation. And even though the people themselves tried to blindside us what they don't know is that it was a situation that god wanted to happen what they meant for our bad god made for our good what they tried to blindside us with god already had the proper people in place to align us he already had us in the emotional state that we needed to be in to get it done to not ruffle feathers to not argue back to not go tick for tack to still be able to exhibit fruits of the spirit To even enemies to still be kind to even enemies that's why god had me reading how to love your enemies over and over and over and over it wasn't just when i did that episode he had me consistently going back and reading it over and over and over and over and now i know why because he needed to make sure that i knew what is his example which way does god view loving your enemies how am i really supposed to love people who don't rock with me right how am i really supposed to love people who are plotting against me how are we supposed to deal with the judas in our life jesus fed him if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong i might have this detail wrong i don't think i do but i think he washed his feet or something like but i know for a fact he was at the table eating you think you think i want an enemy sitting at the table with me no you think i want to feed him no but if God calls me to serve whoever, I have to be willing to do it and I have to be able to do it with the right heart posture that he would have, right? Like Jesus knew what Jesus was going to do and was still like, you can eat and it's fine. And literally called out everybody like, and it will be one of you. However, do what you got to do. And when the time came, Jesus was like, okay, do what needs to be done because I need you to portray me like this in order for the plan to keep going. And so sometimes we look at life and we'd be like, God, how could you let this happen? Or I can't believe, pop, 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 they did this, this, and this. Did you ever think about that? Everything was intentional. Romans 8:28 8, 8, All things work together for our good according to His will, right? Some of the bad stuff that happened in your life needed to happen. Some of the people who betrayed you, it needed to be done so you could be set on the path that you need to be on and so that God can make you into the person and have the right heart posture and character that he needs for you to have at the next level because if he can entrust you to be nice to your enemies and when I say nice this don't mean be all up in their face and let them consistently stab you in the back that's not what that means that just means when you have the power to destroy them or get back at them like they try to get to you and as much as I want to do it I'm gonna speak for y'all but as much as I be want to do it He's called me higher. What what have I said on multiple episodes? God told me how I react is on me. Forget what everybody else is doing. I'm gonna be accountable for how I react because I know what he's told me to do. I know what he's told me to do and what not to do. I know how he's told me to act and how not to act. And it's not like on some, oh, walk around super holy. I'm better than anybody. Nah, because I mess up. I mess up and he knows it. But guess what? He's there. He picks me up. He ain't looking at me like, oh, my God, you disgusting little girl. You, My daughter, you have failed me. He's looking at me like, okay, baby girl, get up. Let's do it again. <laughs> Ooh, that's not what I meant. Close. Almost there. Let's do it again. Like, he's clapping for me like, yay, you're almost there, baby. You're almost there. Oh, you got it this time. That's my girl. Or that's my guy. That's my son. That's my boy. Right? He loves us. He cares for us. Every single thing that happens in our lives, whether good or bad is intentional. It is intentional and he loves us and he has us. So what I want to end with is not only understand the power in your words, BK fam, but remember that God will move on your behalf suddenly. And whatever he's told you to do or get ready for, you better be doing it and you better get ready. And you better make sure that whatever you are saying and praying out of your mouth. Now, cause again, sometimes it's as simple as just saying it. You ain't even gotta be praying to God. That's how much power we have. And that's the seriousness that I want us to kinda take it as like really realize the power that our words have, right? And I'm I'm not saying be perfect with them, because we are human. We will make mistakes. It is inevitable. If we were perfect, we wouldn't need Jesus. And that's just the that's the real. That's what it is. But even the words you speak, even the things you pray, get ready. Because sometimes we're so used to God moving so slow or not that quick that we don't we're thinking like, okay, it'll come, but it ain't, it ain't time. Nah. No. You never know God's timing. You never know how it's going to be aligned, and you never know how quickly he's going to move. He can move, he can get whatever you need done in a second. And what may feel like a second to us is probably shorter or even longer to him. I'm not even sure, but he's like, "Oh, okay. You're mistreating my child? You're done. I cut that off." Cuz you will not harm them. You will not harm them. I will keep them. There is a hedge of protection over us. BK fam, make sure you thank God for that hedge of protection because there are so many things God has protected us from that we don't even know or we don't even realize, right? So we need to make sure that we thank him for the hedge of protection. We realize the power in our words. And whenever you pray or say certain things, be ready, be ready because you never know how quickly God will move on your behalf. And if he moves slower than you expect, do not give up because... God is a God that he shall not lie. And he is a good loving father. So he is coming. Remember, he is sovereign. His ways are not our ways. But God's timing is his kindness and his love for us. And it is perfect. It is perfect. So I hope this episode was helpful. I love you guys. I'm going to enjoy this week. It's my birthday week. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Aqua season is almost up out of here. And yeah. I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. All right, guys. Bye.